Radio Tiny House is on the air. Good morning and welcome to Radio Tiny House. I'm Barry Smith. And I'm Beth. And uh, we're here today to bring you uh, more excellent news and fun stuff on uh, tiny houses and shed homes. That's what we do. Welcome. Today is Tuesday, December 22nd, and we are just three days from Christmas, which is why we're wearing our uh, ugly, ugly Christmas, Christmas sweaters. sweaters. I got mine because this looks like exactly like uh, my uncle Bruce, who is no longer with us, sadly, um, but it looks exactly like him. <laughs> Truly, I don't think he ever did the lumberjack hat. No, and mine uh, <laughs> lights up, but the batteries are dead because I've had it so long. It's those silly hockey puck batteries. Yeah, uh, the round, I'm the like, little round. Forget it. I'll just ones. deal with it. No battery. <laughs> no battery. No battery. Well, it, it is much more tacky with the battery you, flashing. But you light up every room you enter. Oh, so. Um. Not sure what that noise was, but <laughs> I was like, meh. <laughs> so, uh, happy Christmas. Uh, I like saying happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. The, Whatever uh, makes you happy. Our, our British friends say happy Christmas, and our, our Australian cousins say, well, your Australian cousins say happy Christmas. Thank you. So, I just like that better. So, happy Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, then uh, season's greetings. Um, happy New Year. Right? We're not there yet. Let's just do one holiday uh, at a time. Oh, well, okay. okay. Don't, yeah, so you don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves? <laughs> no. All right, all right. So Managing what I can, today, little at a time. Today we're going to be talking about, well, we have, I think we've finished decorating for Christmas. Well, I have a plan, but I don't know if I'm going to get that far. You know, life. That's true, life. And we are, uh, we're still in the midst of a couple of, of projects around the house that are not necessarily Christmas related, but... Um, the front uh, deck is being stained, finally. Yes. After what three years now? No, maybe yeah, maybe maybe about, maybe about that. Um, and Beth has uh, invented some cabinets. Yes, for that's our um, that's around part our fireplace. Of our fire topic today. Yes, so that's kind of cool. Um, it, it'll be nice to have something there because it's been this big wall. Oh, sorry, this big wall. With um, you know a big TV and a small fireplace, um, <laughs> itty bitty but... fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> so we're about done with with um, well, we'll Beth will surprise us with uh, Christmas decorations. Yeah, uh, yeah. And of course, we still have our our Yuletide tree, uh, tree growing out of Barry's head. Um, today we want to talk a little bit about more reasons to go tiny or sheddy, and and there are are quite. Literally, as many reasons to go tiny or shetty as there are people that would want to go tiny or shetty. So this is certainly not all-encompassing. We talk about the things that interest us or the things that people say on our um, you know, our Facebook page or, or um, uh, comment on our videos. And if you have an idea and you want us to talk about why you've gone shetty, uh, then let us know. Just let us know uh, in the comments below. Uh, send us an email at uh, radiotinyhouse at uh, gmail.com. Uh, comment on the Facebook pages uh, why you've gone shetty, why you've, why you've gone tiny. Uh, it's always interesting to find out other people's reasons for doing that. Uh, but today we wanted to talk about one of our main reasons was to have a family compound. Right. So, um, you know, I thought that I was being weird. Um, I, I've always dreamed about having, well, I'm 
you know, there's that. I've always dreamed about having a family compound. And um, so I set out on this adventure thinking that we would eventually have everybody have a house here. Uh, as we talked about a little bit, our our Atlanta daughter doesn't is not interested. Not at all. Which is fine. Um, but our other daughter lives on our property with us, and we were able to build her a house and ours. And so, you know, a lot of people think that's a little crazy. But honestly, uh, in our group, we have about 2,500 people now in our um, Tiny Houses Shed Homes Facebook group. And I see this conversation come up over and over again. Um, I really got really into um, nerdy architecture dumb by reading the pattern language, which is written by Christopher no, Alexander. No, 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 no. It was before that because well, we've yeah, talked I mean, several always, times about yeah, I mean, but, how you inspired but this, me. But this was like really into the nitty gritty. And so like a reference book about what how things work. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. But one of the things I talk about is having places for people to age in place. Right. And having teenage, uh, they call it teenage society, where teenagers can have their own space. So one of the things we have on our agenda is to try to have our teenager granddaughter have a, a space of her own on the property. And that will be a, probably a 120 square feet because that's what we can build without permitting on right. our property and get her right. her own. And it's always best to stay in the law. In the law. We're, we're, <laughs> we're supportive of that. So we're trying to figure out how to build her her own space. Um, but yeah, so our family compound is... Right now, filled with um, children running back and forth between the houses, uh, filled with multiple animals that are belong to different people. Uh, people only have different... a few of them are ours. Right. Right. People have different roles. You know, some people take care of some of the animals, some people others. We all kind of fill in and do the parts of in our family compound. So for us, it really works. I've seen people want to have like exploded houses, you know, like a side, a shed, um, like a, on the side and parents have a, you know, live in the main shed. Right. And um, they talk about changing roof lines. I'm like, don't change roof lines. Just make hallways, <laughs> make porches, whatever. Don't add roof lines because that's really complicated or explode it. Like there's, um, I think it's called My Little Homestead and these guys out in Texas where they're building the earth bag homes uh -huh. mm -hmm. every like there's a main house and then every kid has a um er, an earth bag built bedroom of their own now earth bag is a lot of work and they seem to be happy to do it that's not something i want to do but if you're looking at a shed um situation you might find that the shed exploded house works for you right so anyway that's one of the main reasons we decided to go um tiny and have a property. And I think a lot of people are really drawn and attracted to the whole notion of a family compound. Right. And I think now when life is kind of hard financially, kids coming out, they've got all this debt and whatever. And we don't live in communities like we used to. We've just kind of scattered and subdivisions are not what old-timey communities were and right. cities, that I think really having multi-generational living is a really helpful. Even if it's not multi-generational, maybe if it's multi-people farming together in some sort of co-housing or whatever. Right. But, you know, I think that's just really supportive. And I think we need, as a society, we don't need to be living these insular lives because we have these ideas of a nuclear family, a mommy and daddy and 2.5 kids, 
and all that working perfectly. And most of us don't live in those sort of families. Right. I've always wanted to ha- know how you have a half a kid. But, right. Um, I'm moving my microphone. That's fine. Move your microphone. Um, so anyway, that it, was our, one of our main motivations. It was. And, and of course, uh, some of what we've done here has been born out of a, um, a book that we read. Uh, or a series of books that we read by, we've talked about this before, by Jack White. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, just, uh, you know, we had this idea of what we could do. It hasn't it turned into that because yeah. there's no blacksmith shop and there's no, you know, all the stuff that they talk about in the books. Great series of books, by the way. Um, you need to say what it is. Jack, you can't just Jack White. That. Uh, it's the uh, Camelot Chronicles. It's about... The history, it's fictional, of course, or maybe, who knows, um, about uh, Roman Britain and about how uh, Britain was born out of uh, the the Roman occupation and when the Romans left the void of power that was there. It's just and a it very, very And it sounds really dry book. the way you describe it, but it was really fast. It's one of my favorite it's, books. It's fascinating. They're great, a great series of books, um, but they build this fascinating Community. Community. And that's, you know, one of the things that that when my dad grew up, you know, and I'm not going to go say, oh, my dad, you know, blah, 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 wore shoes with holes in them and tinfoil. No, they didn't even have tin back then. Um, you know, it's um, he grew up in a multi-generational household. And he had aunts and great aunts living oh, with that him. That was also common back in the, I don't know when he, what that would be, but in the 40s, well, 50s, 30s and 40s. 60s. Yep. That was, uh, let's say, 50s. That was really more common. And then we got, once uh, they started building little subdivisions, and I always think about Back to the Future when he comes in and he sees that little right. new subdivision that, where, <laughs> being that's built. In the, being built in the 50s. That's kind of when our whole society started to shift into these subdivisions with mom, dad, and the kids right after the after the war, right. inexpensive housing and that kind of thing. And we've gone from um, family groups to isolation in the suburbs, because when you think about it, that's what it really is. We, we isolated ourselves from our families when, when everybody moves away to wherever it, uh, it is that they go. Uh, then you move into a subdivision, and most subdivisions, I, uh, we've lived in several subdivisions, and the neighbors- Against our wishes. Against our wishes. <laughs> and um, the neighbors don't even- we don't even know you them. don't know your neighbor. It's, and, it's and sad. Usually, it's everybody looks about the same age. They look about the same kind. They look about the same color. They're you know they're very um, how did what would that be homogenetic? I don't no, know. That's what, that yeah, word? the opposite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It's it's um, but we've isolated ourselves by color, by class, by uh, social whatever, by jobs in some cases. Right, right. Um, And it's, um, I mean, I... I... But what makes cities vibrant is a lot of different people, Right. right? And so I think in our communities, many of us that are living in shed homes are driven out of those communities because we don't have the options in cities to do what we want well, to do, exactly right? That's exactly right. So um, I think if we can figure out a way to make us have those different, well, the, the easiest way is multi-generational, right? right? Um, and then, you know, I have a dream of just put in, putting some of these shed communities. I didn't want to say subdivision. No, it's not. No, because <laughs> that's no. not what communities it would be. <laughs> and subdivisions completely <laughs> different things. Same thing. But um, like shed pocket neighborhoods, I call them. I have the dream of doing that, and someday I will. Um, uh, so. 
anyway, um, I think that it's really healthy to have an interchange of ideas. I think it's really healthy to have an interchange of people you care about. Um, and that's working for us. It is. And and I love being here with, uh, well, anywhere Beth is, is my home. And um, so it could be a dirt brick adobe Well, we're trying hut. not to do that. Um, but uh, I love having Caroline here and I love having the grandkids here because it's just, it's our, our whole day is full of energy. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but, Try to get um, anything done with um, little people under yes, your feet all day long. That, yeah. that want you know, that will also want to be with you and, and have your interaction. Um, but it's just so nice to have everybody here. Yeah. I wish our eldest daughter was here. Well, um, you know, it's not perfect. I mean, no. sometimes there are bumps. It's there okay. are. It's family. It's family. Exactly. But anyway, that's why we decided to do it. So That's right. But that's not the topic for today. No, but again, you might have your own reason to do that. But research those books. Um, you know, covid it's a good time to read a book. Yeah, true. And they're on Kindle. That's <laughs> the important thing. They are on Kindle. That's right. Jack White, W-H-Y-T-E. So um, today's topic is, um, fire. is fire, something that we're uh, a little familiar with, right. but primarily because of the daughter that lives on our property <laughs> <Exactly>. with us. <laughs> So uh, I wanted to do a fire episode, um, and last week we were talking a little bit about fire. So this is going to be kind of a good, bad episode, right? Um, the first thing I want to... Good, bad fire? Yeah, right. There is good, bad fire. There is good, bad fire. The first thing I wanted to talk about when we started talking about the fire episode is I knew I was working on this video um, that we'll talk about at the end, but... Um, a little teaser. Yeah, it's a teaser. Um, but no, we were talking about shed dwelling last week. Right. And talking about egress. Right. Right. And so many people are building sheds and living in the lofts and they're building, you know, whatever. And they've got one little door out the front. And um, it made me think about uh, a story that we had. Uh, and I wanted to share that with you <laughs> because I think this is underscores kind of who we are as humans. So our daughter that lives on our property... Um, was a teenager, and she was living. Uh, she was taking a shower in our how our our Ma in my house master long bathroom. Ago. Master bathroom. It was one of those nineteen sixties houses, and the master bathroom is like as big as a postage stamp, right? And so it had a shower and a toilet and a wooden cabinet and right above sink. the toilet. Uh, well, of course, in a sink. <laughs> but the important pieces was the shower and the toilet and the wooden cabinet. Anyway, so she decided to burn a candle in there. And didn't realize that there was a little towel hanging off that wooden cabinet. So the towel caught on fire. <laughs> the wooden cabinet caught on fire. And guess what was in the wooden cabinet? Like 30 bottles of perfume, yep. <laughs> which is all alcohol. So I was, she started yelling, Mom, there's a fire. So I ran I in. wasn't home. He wasn't home. He was at work. And I worked from home. I worked from home most of my career. Right. And if I wasn't home, I was traveling, you know, and then come back home. But anyway, um, so he she screamed about the fire or whatever. I don't even remember what she said. So I went running in with a fire extinguisher to to put it out. Well, I was so panicked that now I see the flames crawling up the bathroom headed to on the wooden cabinet headed toward the alcohol in the perfume bottles. That I was like, I freaked out and I could not figure out how to use the fire extinguisher. 
So, and all you had to do, I think, was pull the pin and shoot the thing. Yeah, and I was like, I don't have time to figure this out. So we started taking water out of the shower and the sink and throwing it on the fire, on the fire, on the fire in the whatever, and got the thing out, Well, which was really a stupid way to approach it. And so now whenever I look at any of the little fire extinguishers we have, and we have one up here, we have a couple in the house. Right. I always think about, now, how would I make that work? I've never tried to shoot a fire extinguisher, so I I would the things that I would want to take away from my story is two things. Number one, in your shed, fire can happen, and it happens really fast. Right. Caroline putting that candle and the towel didn't realize the towel was near enough the candle to ignite it. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it, but she was a teenage girl, right? right? She wanted a candle while she was taking a shower, which is fine. But the other thing is, it wouldn't be that, in, it, it would be pretty inexpensive to have a test run of your fire extinguisher, right? Right. So I'm going to do that. Um, They're not that much. How much are they at Home Depot? Like uh, 14 bucks or something? No, I, they're the to get the, the type we have is about 50. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, still... I think it's but, worth it to do a dry run so we all know how to use the fire extinguisher first, second, and wherever you are, that's important to know. And second off, if you're building a shed home, please read up on your local, if you if you don't have to build it to code, who cares? Read up on what is an egress so you can get out. If you're in a loft and the underneath you catches on fire, how are you going to get out? Yep. Have windows in your lofts, if you can, that you can get your body through. And if you need to get your body in a space where you can get through a window, then do it. And secondarily, have another exit. Right. Right. Especially if your kitchen is up by the front door and something in your kitchen catches on fire, how are you getting out? You can Google, and I did the other day, YouTube video or whatever, about shed fire, sheds catching on fire. Usually they're not shed homes, Right. But sheds, I mean, think about what we put in them. Many Lawnmowers, of, many gasoline, of us, that. Paint. And then, then if people are building shed homes, what are, what are they like? What are we sitting in our shed? It's lined with wood. Right. Right? Sheetrock is a lot more fire retardant than wood. But if you've got a whole house full of wood and wood, tongue and groove wood like we have in this back space, then that is just a fire waiting to happen. It so is. have ways to get out of your shed. Um, think about egress of course think about not catching it on fire first (laughs) but also think about getting a fire extinguisher and letting everyone in your house shoot it and make sure you have one nearby so you can put things out right that you know that's a really important thing i think we need to talk about but of course i think about fires around the where it's cold around the holidays we're talking about fireplaces Everybody's got their wood. A lot of people in my shed groups have wood uh, burners. Right. Um, Some of them are adorable, little tiny little ones, um, which are great. But they also are another fire hazard that you might not have. Like you've got this in your wooden shed that may not necessarily be up to fire code. And you've got a wood burning stove in there. Right. So think about, be smart. Code is the law. But if you live in an area where there is no code, then at least use common sense. Right. And put put a second door in. Put a put a a, a larger window in. That's an egress window. That egress you can, meaning uh, exit. exit that you can punch out 
uh, and and get through without having to break glass and then crawl over broken glass because that's a pain in the glass. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> now, our daughter that lives in tiny house one, her house, her upstairs windows are egressible. If that's a word. But it's really high, and if they had to jump out, they'd probably kill themselves. So we bought her um, a, uh, a ladder. ladder. Now I don't know if I know where it is, but I, they uh, have a ladder to get out. <laughs> I don't know where to it crawl is. out of their egress windows. So um, you know, think about those things too. Now, not all shed homes are low loft barns like we have. We have a tiny house, right? Uh, I mean, a tough shed, and our second-story windows would be hard. We don't have a ladder. No. We probably need one. Yes. So, But think about fire, and think about, if, particularly if you're putting something like a wood-burning stove or you have wooden walls, these are important things to put. make sure you're keeping your family safe. Right. Yeah, and fire again— Fire extinguishers. Not necessarily about code, uh, although it could be in certain areas. It's just common sense. Okay. Um, do a do a fire extinguisher drill. We, I think we're going to do one. I've I've been in healthcare most of my career, and every hospital I've ever worked at, uh, every year we had to pass a test on fire extinguisher use. Yep. Uh, it's a it's a big thing if you. Uh, well, uh, clearly I hadn't passed that test when it was time to have well. that fire extinguisher <laughs> experience. So honestly, I've never even tried, and I'm gonna. Yeah. I it, it just. You know, you do, you need to be able to just use muscle memory when you have an emergency. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the co- the cost of a fire extinguisher uh, to practice with is insignificant when you compare it to the uh, belongings or life. So exactly, that's all I wanted to say about fire. <laughs> Except we'll talk about my fireplace video after we do today's yes, news. Yes, yes. Well, I had one other thing to say about fire. Oh, about sorry. About that story. Oh, so oh, oh, I was going to skip that part. <laughs> So because it's so silly. <laughs> they um, decide I'm 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 at work at uh, at the hospital and um, and he's Mister Safety. I, I'm Mister Safety and I'm Mister Smell. I have um, a perfumer's nose. Yes. I can smell anything, anything. and uh, which is both a blessing and a curse. And um, they decide to concoct a tale. No, um, no, no. I just telling, said, don't after it was all over, father. I said, don't tell your father. I yanked that wooden cabinet off the wall. Whoa. I don't even know how I did it. I was like freaking out. We got all the perfume out. I yanked the cabinet off the wall. And of course, and there's like black smoke all in this tiny little bathroom. And I said, don't tell your father. Now, how the hell? Oh, I'm sorry. This is a, this is a PG uh, well, I think podcast. I think that is a PG word these days, isn't it? How the heck? How the heck? Did he? Did I think he wasn't going to notice it? I don't know. It was so, crazy. So I walk in the door. <laughs> the first words out of my mouth is, "What burned?" And the, of course, I had thrown the wooden cabinet out in the yard. So it's like, oh goodness. Anyway, that was quite silly. But so funny. Fire. <laughs> Is good if you're trying to warm yourself. It's bad if you're, if you're trying to your burn your bathroom yes. up. Okay, so enough of that. Be careful around fire. Yeah, and don't do silly and things y- like kids, that. Kids, don't play with matches. Right. Or lighters. Okay. Okay. Enough about that. <laughs> Moving on. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, today's news. Uh, we don't have a lot. There's again, it's uh, you know, tiny house news or shed home news is is. Not something that's in the news on a daily basis. So I don't know. Well, I see luckily, it everywhere I look. Well, but we, you has... can find some things to talk about. So the first thing is that um, in Pennsylvania, there's a little bit of good news here. Uh, most of us know that most big cities around the country have homeless problems. Um, there are 
thousands of people uh, all around the country that are homeless that congregate in big cities. And, uh, you know, in Atlanta, what we're doing now, um, well, we don't live in Atlanta, but Atlanta's our close big town. Uh, they're putting massive granite pieces under the bridges so the homeless people don't set up their tents there, which I think is a little tacky. They've been doing it uh, on the highway uh, right at I-75 and I-20 for years. And so now they've decided to put these big chunks of, of granite there, so people uh, or gravel, rather. So people can't do that. In Pennsylvania, um, there is uh, an advocacy group uh, that is now fighting for uh, and working with the state legislature to pass laws that will allow them to create tiny house communities for homeless people in Philadelphia. Well, you know, they have those in Seattle, but let's back up and say that in Atlanta, they just passed accessory dwelling units. Right. So. I think some of the people that now the the tricky part of all that is once those accessory dwelling units come in and now we have the Airbnb phenomenon, people have started in California anyway, instead of using them for, quote, homeless people or people on the lower spectrum of life. Right. Financially, um, then they are using them for Airbnb rentals. Right. So it's kind of a cat 22 or has become a cat 22. So they're working through that. Some accessory dwelling units say that you cannot charge rent for them. Right. And that's a problem, too, if you're trying to help somebody. So I think there will be some parts that go in both directions, I guess. But, um, yeah, so Philly, uh, Pennsylvania, Philly, I'm assuming it's Philly, um, they, you know, they'll have to hammer those things out. Right. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's for specifically for Philadelphia. Um, but if they do it in, I mean, once the state legislature passes a law that will allow that to happen, then it could happen in Pittsburgh or wherever, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so cool. So that is cool. Yeah. Um, the uh, second thing is a reminder. Well, not really a reminder. It's a um, an announcement. The Great Tiny House Show, which is, a, uh, I guess it's a national company, right? I think so. I think they do several. So there'll be um, a great... Uh, American Tiny House show will be in Arlington, Texas on January 16th and 17th. And as far as I know, that has not been canceled due right. to COVID. So I looked at, I double checked it this morning. Did you? Okay. So so if, if you live in Texas, uh, it'll be in Arlington on the 16th and 17th of January 2021. Uh, and the same group, Great uh, American Tiny House show, will be in Tampa, Florida on January 30th and 31st. Right. Now, um, you know, I think I think that, you know, you go there with your expectations, you know, sometimes you'll be able to look through tiny houses. Sometimes you won't have that many. I don't know with COVID how much they're doing. So just do some research before you go and make sure that that's going to be what you're looking for. Most of our many of our listeners are shed folks. Right. Not tiny houses on wheels, and so it's harder to haul a shed to a show. It is, although we've talked about trying to figure out how to put a shed show together. But anyway, we have indeed. I think we need one. I think there I think needs to be something for people that are that are looking into to, to living in a shed. Now, we had one a couple of years ago um, down south of Atlanta. Uh, in Hampton, which is where the Atlanta Motor Speedway is. And on the infield of the Atlanta Motor Speedway, there was a tiny house festival. And there were two drag-and-drop sheds there right. that were um, 
uh, just you know. I don't think they were like if I shotgun recall, houses. I don't think they were. Yeah, like our lofted barn kind yeah, of. Yeah, I don't think they were finished on the inside. They just had the shed itself, right? Uh, it's no, been a while. I, one of them was finished because I remembered the floors. Um, but it was, but they didn't have furniture in them because that would be heavy to move. But, right. um, you know, it was, uh, of course we saw the barn, that red barn, tiny house, which I is mean, one of my favorites. That, yeah, that was adorable. But, um, and the fire engine one, yep. you know, all those were really cool, but, um, those are on wheels. And again, not everybody wants to live that way. Right. We lived in a camper and we do not like the whole, you know, worrying about your water lines, freezing, worrying about your plumbing, blah, blah, blah. So we don't, I mean, we don't really, we don't love that tiny house on wheels experience unless we're traveling right i don't mind traveling that way but i don't want to live in it full time so anyway. you're right we do need to put together a shed a show. national shed show shed show Got okay. It. okay that's that's our goal for 2021 i don't know if it's a goal for national 2021 but maybe show. we'll do something <laughs> i'm talking to some people all right so i think that's it for the news and um the fun news is that Beth made a fireplace video. I did. So um, I follow all kinds of people that have built sheds for obvious reasons, because a lot of people have followed our shed. And by the way, I went and did another recalculation of our shed. And several people have made videos of it, by the way. Um, and one of them has 21,000 views of our shed just using an article talking about one of the articles so it's just sort of weird to say to see all that but but i've gone back and looked at the other blogs and things and our shed now has been shared about a million times that's amazing it's amazing so yes i mean it's a compliment we obviously give ourselves like a like, a the, plaque? like the youtube, like a YouTube plaque. plaque yeah we've been shared a million times <laughs> um but what's important about that, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a compliment, obviously, because our shed doesn't look like a shed. It looks like a house. Right. But um, but I think what's important is that people are questing so much for something like what we've done, and they just have no idea where to start. Right. But we didn't. Nope. I just darted digging in. Um, but anyway, back to... Uh, so anyway, I'm involved in a lot of these shed groups, and I see things that come through that... Uh, and I wanted to make a fireplace video for Christmas that would be specifically centered on shed homes um, and tiny homes, but I didn't really find a tiny home that I wanted to use. So these are all shed ho homes and cabins. But so what I've done is I've interspersed shed homes with some Christmas music and then lots of fireplacey right. crackles. So if you are interested <laughs> in a shed home fireplace video, email Barry at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com. Right. He will send that to you. I'm going to post it. Um, it's on gonna, it's on YouTube videos, so uh, I'll post it in several places. And I'll post it in our tiny house shed homes um, Facebook group right. so people can grab it. But anyway, I just thought that would be fun. And, um, you know, I love doing video. I didn't know that I loved doing video. <laughs> the it's such a time sucker, though. Oh, my gosh. It well, takes forever. I've been trying to work on the beach video. Right. But then we had Radio Tiny House. Anyway, there's just so much time in our internet. You know, we have some well, uploading problems. But tomorrow the phone comes. Well, uh, maybe today. Maybe today the phone comes. We're getting a new 5G phone that either will be awesome or kill us with right. cancer. So we'll find that out. That. Um, but and yeah. we live, our tower that's uh, about uh, a mile away from, from the here. house. You can see it from our house. Um, is uh, is uh, a 4G and 5G uh, equipment on it. So... Um, 
I, I got my hand slapped through AT&T this week because I had been uploading videos with my hotspot right. because our upload speed is so bad. <laughs> and they're like, if you don't stop doing that, you're going to be reduced down to 128-something. Kilobytes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, mm, okay, I'll behave. So anyway, um, but I think it's uh, – I've been uploading the video, this video to YouTube for uh, 12 hours. Right. But it'll go, I think. I'm at like 80% before I came up here. Um, but anywho, we're, we're going to get past that. We are. YouTube is hard in the rural setting. I, I, most everything else we don't have any trouble with. No, it's just uh, uploading to YouTube. Yeah, the podcasts go quickly. Um, <clears throat> you know, pictures go quickly. It's the that's just the, the videos that are that are tough, problematic. So that's kind of where what, what I've got cooking right now. I think it's going to be fun and um, cooking on fire. Cooking, on cooking, fire, cooking with and gas. it's not gas. It's right. wood. Right, it's wood. <laughs> All right. Anyway, well, there weren't any gas fireplaces in there, were there? They're all wood burning. It looks like yeah, all wood burning. I I chose to use wood burning stoves and very cabiny fireplaces. That's because that's who we are, right? Yep, that's exactly who we are. Okay. Um. So anyway, if you want that, send us a line at uh, radio tiny house at gmail dot com, and we'll and send we'll you the get link. you the link to it. Uh, coming up on a couple of new shows yep we've got um uh beth is going to talk to well i guess we're going to interview her right yeah uh, so we're going to interview someone that has uh turned a railroad camp car into a tiny house yep and she's written a book about it cool so that'll be fun yep. and then then uh well we have we're going to also interview a shed builder who um takes sheds takes his sheds i'm, I'm assuming <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly what he's doing yet. He's doing Airbnbs, but I don't know if he's doing it out out of of... sheds, but he's a shed builder. So I'm trying to figure out what he's doing exactly and why, if he's not doing them out of sheds, why. Okay. So that'll be an interesting conversation. That will be interesting. Both of those are coming up in January. And then in January, and I didn't tell Barry this, I'm going to do another workshop within my tiny house group on Facebook um, about buying land. That seems to be the big sticking point for everybody. Right. And I just did one that was kind of like get started, you know, get her done in 2021. It talks about land and all. Oh, sorry. Hit my microphone. Uh, Talks about all those things. But really, land is the sticking, the first sticking point. Right. Where I can do it, how I can do it. And I'm doing research every day, uh, state by state, about where and how and who. So... Um, as that continues to evolve, uh, what I what I'm doing is I'm doing these live so I can answer people's questions, right? As opposed to trying to sell some online course that nobody that you can never get your questions answered. So I'm doing them live in a Facebook group, um, so I can help people individually. Oh well, in a group setting, but help answer their questions individually, right? So. I'll have that land, I'll do that land workshop, and as I get that put together and know the dates and everything, we'll um, put that back we'll up get that there out. in the podcast. Yes, we will put that in the podcast. In the podcast. Yes. Soon, I'm going to have to obviously figure it, I mean, pick a date. Yeah, that you need to do that. I wasn't going to do anything in January, because i just done one in December. Well, but, but now, that's a good way to, for people to start the year. Right, and so many people are coming into our group. We're like getting 50 people or so a day into our group, and what do they always ask is, where Land. can I do it? Yep, where can I do so this? So I just really feel like I've got to help people keep going on their search. Very good. Excellent ideas. Excellent. Um, the class was good. 
Yeah, my the first topics one. were good. Yeah. Um, and uh, now I, I, you know, this the the land one will kind of be a breakout from that because it'll be a full session right. on land. The other one had a, t- a um, chapter, if you will, about land, but this is going to be digging in deep to, and you know, it can be a little overwhelming. So I would uh, try to keep be. it a little comfortable. You know, try to make it easy for people to understand zoning and permitting and land and where you can buy it. So I'm I'm trying to help like the people in the group when they come, I will have researched where they're trying to find it right. so I can really help them get speed, well, the, speed along. The search for land also can be kind of frustrating because you well, have, you know, a budget that you're you're looking at that you, you know, you need to stay within. Uh, when we started looking for land, once we moved back to uh Back to Georgia, when we lived out in Washington, land was just ridiculously expensive, or it was, you know, an absolute desert. Um, well, so and land right now is really skyrocketing, and the question of the day is, is it going to continue, or do you buy now or later? And my uh, my answer right now is buy now quick. Buy now quick, yep. Buy quick. Yep, so that's anyway, exactly we'll do right. that. So anyway, um, so I, I think that's it I think for that's today. It. Uh, so... Um, Rhapsody and Blooms. Yep. Uh, contact us at um, radiotinyhouse at gmail.com. Uh, visit us on our um, website, uh, radiotinyhouse.com. Uh, visit us on uh, Facebook. Enough. You can find All us. those things. You can find us somewhere. If you look at Radio Tiny House, you'll find us. Somewhere. Yeah. There'll uh, yes. be links or whatever. You can find us. Oh, we're now also, podcast is now on uh, iHeartRadio and tune in. Right. Oh, and I should say that we do this as a video and as a right. So podcast. you can so you watch can our podcast find it, find on, YouTube, on YouTube on Radio Tiny House on YouTube. Right. And as we start uh, <laughs> interviewing more people, like these people that are coming up, they will be on video. Right. So we can make that work. Cool. All right. Well, we have the technology. We we can build it. We have the technology. Uh, So, again, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. uh, And we will see you um, next week. Bye. Bye. And wear your ugly Christmas sweater. Wear your ugly Christmas sweater. Send us pictures of your ugly Christmas sweater. That would be be a lot of fun. Or scary, I'm not sure. All right, thanks. We'll see you next week. Bye.